Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. When you go to the coast to spend any time at the beach, at least here on the West Coast, you will now see these tall poles and towers installed that that are, they have these weird looking contraptions on top. They're not UFO landings, even though they kind of seem like it. They're tsunami warning sirens. When the potential for a tsunami is present, uh, they, they sound an alarm and you're supposed to move to higher ground. There is a political alarm going off loudly right now, and it's it's signaling a giant red wave tsunami coming this November. Now, let me show you what I'm talking about. Ryan Savadra, who writes for the uh, Daily Wire, he reports that Republican Myra Flores has flipped a U.S. House seat in deep blue South Texas in what is likely an indicator of upcoming red tsunami that will hit the Democratic Party this fall during the midterm elections. Flores beat Democrat Dan Sanchez in a special election for Texas's 34th congressional district. The seat was previously held by Republican uh, Philmon uh, Vela, who was a Democrat, who stepped down earlier this year to become a lobbyist, believe it or not, as, as all signs pointed to a brutal upcoming midterm election this season for Democrats. Now, Flores is is now the the first GOP candidate to represent that area of the uh, Rio Grande Valley since 1870. Yes, that's what I said. The first one since 1870. This is according to the Houston Chronicle. Now, they added that she is now the first congresswoman born in Mexico. Dave Wasserman, who is a U.S. House editor of the nonpartisan Cook Political Report, tweeted this. He says, I've seen enough. Myra Flores, a Republican, defeats Dan Sanchez, a Democrat, in Texas 34 special election, flipping an 84% Hispanic Rio Grande Valley seat red. The region has been devastated by Democrat President Joe Biden's border crisis and something that that has really turned off many Hispanic voters that typically have voted for Democrats in the past, really. Quote, Republicans have been eager to flip the seat as part of their new offensive in South Texas after Biden's underperformance through, throughout the predominantly Hispanic region in the 2020 election. Now, Flores and her allies spent over $1 million on TV ads in the special election. And this is according to the Texas Tribune. They also reported that the dynamic put Democrats into an unusual underdog position in a region of the state they have long dominated. Vastly outspent by Flores, Sanchez repeatedly compared the special election to a David versus Goliath fight with himself plain David, of course. <laughs> now, MSNBC columnist Eric Michael Garcia panicked over the results of the election, of course, saying the Democrats needed to be sounding the alarm immediately. Quote, there is a political earthquake happening in Latino politics in South Texas, and there is a reason 
I have been saying it will be voting like West Virginia, he tweeted. But I expect this in two decades, Texas 34, this should be a five-alarm fire for Democrats, unquote. Now, Flores responded to her victory with a statement saying that her historic win will bring back God to the halls of Congress. She said, this win is for the people who were ignored for so long. This is a message that the establishment will no longer be tolerated. We have officially started the red wave. Texas 34, God, family, and country. Congresswoman-elect Myra Flores and the people of Texas have a message for Joe Biden. She added, the red tsunami is here. (laughs) Historic win uh, was actually uh, tweeted out by uh, Kevin McCarthy, who is the House uh, Minority Leader. And he said, an incredible job uh, to her and congrats to you and your team. Now, even billionaire Elon Musk, get this celebrated a historic win by the Republican Party in a special election here in in, uh, South Texas by saying it was the first time he had ever voted for the party. He also said it was the start of an onslaught that Democrats are going to face in the upcoming midterms. He He said this, he said, quote, I voted for Myra Flores. First time I've ever voted Republican, he tweeted. Massive red wave in 2022. And the win has emboldened many Latino organizations, and and they are becoming more vocal. A a Latino organization slammed Democrat Joe Biden and his party in a statement last uh, Tuesday night following the Republican historic um, election win in in the deep blue South. Uh, The win marked the first time the region has been represented by Republican in more than a hundred years. Now, uh, Bienvenido in Action, a a grassroots organization dedicated to mobilizing patriotic Latino leaders, said that the election sent the the country a powerful message. Quote, by electing Republican Myra Flores to Congress, Hispanics are telling the rest of the country that we are fed up with reckless liberal policies and want change. The group wrote, Myra won because she ran a campaign rooted in our community's values, God, family, and country. Meanwhile, Joe Biden and the Democrats have made life more expensive for Hispanics, our neighborhoods less safe, and a mockery of our culture. The statement continued with this. It says, while gas prices go through the roof and families struggle to find baby formula, Biden and the left have weakened our communities. They'll they'll, uh, radicalize our school curricula and even tried imposing offensive terms like Latinx to upend our language. In Washington, Myra will fight for the American values of Texas 34th Congressional District. And this group is proud to have worked with Myra since the start of her campaign, and we are looking forward to her leadership in Congress. Now, the region has been devastated by Democratic President Joe Biden's border crisis, something that has really turned off many Hispanic voters that typically have voted for Democrats in the past. And and why have have Hispanics given up on the left here? And, And can conservatives win Latino support without Trump? 
let's let's say um from from unheard.com alex perez says this he says for over a month america's first spanish language conservative radio station has been trying to win over the country's most talked about political demographic increasingly right-leaning hispanics it couldn't have launched at a better time when asked about the inspiration behind americano last month Two weeks after its first broadcast, CEO Ivan Garcia Hidalgo cited the 2016 election in which Trump made massive, surprising gains with Hispanics. Recent polling suggests that the the rightward drift of the demographic, on which, of course, Trump capitalized, has continued since then. There is a growing audience of conservative Hispanics. Garcia Hidalgo points out, uh, that uh, that when that what they the the and America really needed was a Fox News in Spanish is how we put it. The first uh, evidence of this political shift was met with incredibly you know, really uh, just kind of apathy on both the left and the right. But those of us on the ground had known f- for some time that Hispanic Americans were turning to the Republican Party. In an unprecedented number, uh, in in my working class Miami neighborhood, he said, I consistently encounter enthusi- enthusiastic Trumpists. Sure, Trump was always going to attract traditionally right-leaning Cuban Americans, but the fervor and the youth of his his fanatics back in t- uh, 2015 and 16 hinted at the beginnings of a new political. Um, really realignment. Trump's unorthodox style and abrasive anti-elitist rhetoric had connected with working class Hispanics, friends and family who were previously apolitical or or tepid in, in, in independence with uh, centralist leanings had surprisingly hopped on the, the Trump train. Now, Trump may, may be on the fringes again, but in 2020, he gained even more support among working-class Hispanics than he had in 2016. This was a result not purely of his own qualities. Since his election, the, the Democratic Party has alienated another Hispanic demographic. The BLM riots of, of 2020 were, were um, really in, incisive. After the, the fire and the smoke had cleared, polls polling showed that Hispanics, traditionally law and order types, were against the the protests and and strongly rejected the Black Lives Matter organization in particular. At the same time, Democrats were demanding that regular Americans kneel at the altar of the new social justice religion. Many Hispanic Americans who had previously considered themselves centralists uh, and, and even centralist Democrats were repelled. They might previously have been turned off by Trump's inflammatory language. Now, they are even more turned off by the actual flames destroying American cities under the guise of wokeness. They might not have been Trump supporters in 2016, but they certainly had a rabid Trumpist trio uh, or a a, a Bilo who, who was now pointing at the fires and looting and saying, see, Trump was right. Democrats want to destroy America. Hispanics didn't wake up uh, in mass, but the right-wing shift became a phenomenon that wasn't strictly driven 
by Hispanic Trump supporters. Now, according to Garcia Hidalgo, he said that the, the only way to save America is with the Hispanic vote. A, a sly re- rhetorical move that that really uh, subscribes to the, the new network of the Trumponian uh, view that America is under attack. Now, while um, positioning patriotic Hispanics as the antidote, he's really showing that... Uh, that that you know he he's he's trying to point to the Hispanic vote as being the the one that that everyone needs. Now Garcia Hildago understands that that conservative Hispanics, even if they still have strong ties to their homeland, essentially identify as Americans above all else. And Trump understood this too. I mean, which is which is why some of his more problematic um, language described as as at Hispanics, like the bad hombres rhetoric and things like that, didn't really hurt his chances with the demographic. Demographic, After all, conservative Hispanics, along with white working class and, 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 and the type, are the last group that is, you know, unironically patriotic. Now, now, Trump understood the power of culture. And the culture war as a as a blind as a binding agent, uh, while the Democrats, their social socialism tinged rhetoric became blatantly anti-American. He continued to offer an unabashedly pro-American shtick. I mean, since many Hispanics have have ties to failed socialist countries, their their American dream is a simple one: they want to work hard, they want to make some money. And be left alone in their in their free time. I mean, this this sentiment is perhaps the greatest in it of a classic Americanism. Hispanics do not believe that the nation is illegitimate or you know undermined by whiteness, <laughs> you know, or or cis um, heteronormativity, uh, or uh, in need of a a radical restructuring. Now, the summer of twenty twenty may have solidified the Trump-triggered Hispanic um, rightward shift. But the Democratic response, and, and I think this, this really is, is so key here. I, I think that this is, this is very important. The Democratic response to the pandemic ensured its short-term viability. According to blue state governors, it was okay to get fresh air, only if you were marching for a liberal cause or torching a small business. After the riots subsided, schools remained closed, as did small businesses left standing after the summer of BLM. All the while, Democrats elevated you know, disconnected bureaucrats like, like Anthony Fauci to deity status and, and robbed the, the little man of all agency. I mean, working class Hispanics, of course, were, were still carrying out their essential jobs throughout the entire pandemic, uh, connected to the physical reality that the, the laptop class had had the luxury of, of abandoning. Still, now the lockdowns and the mask mandates are subsiding. And, and will Republicans' Hispanic gains last? Well, outside of Trump and, and the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, maybe? No politician on the right knows how to communicate effectively with Hispanics, according to some of them, which is why the long-term rightward shift is anything but guaranteed, of course. 
And of course, the, the, the success of Americano it isn't tied to Trump, per se, and, and nor is the growing conservatism of Hispanics. Even if Trump doesn't run again in, in 2024, there's no doubt that a Trumpian America first sensibility plays well with Hispanics and must hold a significant role in any outlet uh, or movement if, if the rightward shift is a continue. Now, the best way for Republicans to sustain the rightward shift is to um, consolidate a, a fragmented Hispanic demographic. The, the same goes for Americano. Conservative Hispanics are um, accustomed to regional outlets catering to mostly localized uh, obsessions. Uh, prior to the network's inception, the Spanish language news uh, uh, opinions available to them were regional outlets. Um, like like uh, Miami's Radio Mambi and things like this. These stations cultivated their audiences for decades through a fine-tuned understanding of what their listeners desire, resulting in a, in a family-like kind of ecosystem in which the listeners and the communicators built decades-long relationships. They, they didn't individually pull in massive numbers, but, you know, overall, listenership is in the millions. So it's tempting. Uh, for a network or or a Republican politician, let's say, based in Miami to focus on concerns of of uh, Cuban uh, Americans and 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 they and the and the Mexican Americans, along with the Rio Grande Valley, are the two Hispanic demographics usually cited when pundits speak about their rightward shift. But if the 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 right strictly focused its efforts on the the interests of these groups, which sometimes, but not always, dovetail, their rhetoric will be far too insular to reach a, a broad-based Hispanic coalition. Now, he, this, this guy says, in, in, in my recent listens to Americanos uh, and its programming, it, it's, it's clear that the station is in Miami, but not of Miami, which bodes well for its future prospects. Instead, of placing too much emphasis on a single Hispanic group, Americana is melding America first Trumpian republicanism with the socially conservative elements that have traditionally appealed to, you know, desperate Hispanic demographics. For instance, on, on the night that, that he saw the, the 8 PM show, um, entre, Nostras, I guess is how you pronounce that. The three female presenters were joined by a former officer from the Phoenix PD to discuss the border crisis and the the uh, um, the attendant drug scourge that uh, predicated uh, the the President Biden's porous border border policy. I mean, just basically having no border there, people just coming over at at at, at will which is, of course, causing a domestic war. The, the Trump-like uh, takes on in immigration on this, in this show, which are, are very popular with Hispanics, uh, and the machine gun-like emotionally charged delivery of the presenters will appeal to an old-school type radio veteran. Uh, it's, it's worth noting, too, that many of the network stars are strong women, uh, which highlights the, the savviness of the management. Recent polling has shown that Hispanic women have shifted to the right more than any other demographic. A show that that foregrounds educated Latinas is likely to be a hit. It's also to find a way, as as any 
to to make a splash and draw a younger Hispanic audience, which will be the key to expanding the rightward shift of the station's reach. Younger Hispanics are still skewing progressive, though. The now the now the Trump campaign was was likewise able to bring together the fragmented right wing Hispanic coalition. What's most impressive is that the shift occurred without the help of major networks. Often, you know, they're 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 often uh, the ones that serve as messaging apparatuses for the, the the parties. Now, in the in the lead up to 2020, the Trump campaign blitzed South Florida, the Texas Rio Grande Valley, and other uh, Hispanic heavy areas with targeted ads painting Democrats as light on crime socialists, hell bent on reshaping America. But its its project certainly. Would have seen easy, would have been easier if a if a national Spanish language network existed, which is why Americano's appearance on the scene is such an interesting development. Whether or not it it succeeds will reveal whether you know Trumpism can hold into Hispanic voters uh, who feel themselves drifting to the right. Now the Republican Party then should be watching the network's fortunes closely. Even if Trump doesn't run in 2024, his brand of republicanism is so popular with Hispanics that it will play a crucial part in the election. Meanwhile, the budding Spanish language media ecosystem can provide an insight into what the ascendant Hispanic American conservative coalition desires and an insight the Democrats might benefit from too. But it's not just Hispanics. It's not just Hispanics. The Democrats are losing the black vote as well. Now, Darvio Moro, who is the CEO of the FCB radio network, um, he, he, he actually said this, the Democratic Party has a huge problem for decades now. They have been hemorrhaging white, rural, and working-class voters to the Republican uh, Party, a trend they have managed to offset with supermajorities of voters of color. This was the basis of the emerging majority, the theory that, that was popular with Democratic circles just a few years ago, which, which um, po- uh, it, it, it positioned that, that as America became less and less white, it would become more and more firmly attached to the Democratic Party. So it's part of the reason why you see our, our borders so porous and things. The, the thinking was if, if we can get more and more people that aren't white into the country, then these people will vote for the Democratic Party. And then, um, you know, it'll, it'll just be one party rule then from then on. Now, the problem with this theory is that it relied on the premise that minorities were going to remain solid Democrats. And that premise is turning out to be false. What we're seeing today is that working class Hispanic voters and conservative black voters are a lot more like their white counterparts than anyone in the Democratic Party had bargained for. And that spells serious troubles for the left, of course. Much has been made of the Republican shift among Hispanic voters. And to be sure, it has been significant. I mean, between 2018 and 2020 elections, Hispanic voters without a college degree swung to the GOP by a whopping 30 points. 
This was even more pronounced in Texas border uh, uh, counties where local communities are experiencing the crisis at the border firsthand. I mean, the county with the highest percentage of Hispanic voters once backed Hillary Clinton by 60 points. Yes, six zero points. But they only backed then-candidate Joe Biden by five. It is clear to many that the Hispanic vote is far more competitive than Democrats would like to, like it to be. But fewer and fewer willing to accept a possibility, more significant trend that the attrition of black voters that, that the Democrats that the Democrats are dealing with. According to Pew Research, fully 25% of black Democrats identify as conservative. Around 40% identify as moderate. And with these votes, like their Hispanic counterparts, there was also a massive shift between 2016 and 2020. You see, in 2016, Hillary Clinton won black conservative votes by 58 points. But in 2020, now President Joe Biden won them by just 20 points. That's 28 point drop. And the trend is holding. Since taking office, Biden went from 87% approval rating amongst black voters overall to 67%. That's a 20% drop just in since he's been president. There's there's just no recent historical analogy for what's happening with conservative black voters in 2020. And this is this is what Harry uh Etten uh, of CNN wrote. He says it's been broke uh, it really broke the mold. So what's happening here? Because the black vote has been solidly democratic since like 1964. Political um, prognosticators tend to ignore and even deny the the diversity of thought in the black community. And it's it's how they miss the fact that for the majority of black voters, being a Democrat doesn't mean being liberal. And it certainly doesn't mean being woke. It has always been more complicated than that. Part of of a communal identity that that rejected the, you know, different, the, the, the idea of, of racism was part of the Republican party and things like this, which of course it wasn't, it was just the opposite. Uh, you know, the democratic party is the party of slavery and that type of thing. But, but as, as the Democratic party started to cater more and more to white coastal elites, it revealed a deep t- uh, tension between the needs of a mostly moderate black community and anxious for a, a fair shot at achieving the American dream and a party catering to a college-educated professional class that doesn't think much of America. I mean, this tension has always been there. And if, if you look beyond the surface, the modern Democrat coalition has always been a house of cards. How do you create an, an, an agenda that, that appeals to both conservative, black, church-going Southerners, and, and a liberal, white, secular atheist? How, how do you serve the needs of both Hispanic working-class voters and rich elitists? And when elections were were more localized, well, it was pretty easy to do that. But now that they're they're national, and you can you can turn on the, the national news anytime and see it. Well, it's a lot harder to do. Republicans in in previous years had majority out, uh, outreach strategy that you know it was kind of like blaming the blacks type of thing, you know. But but now have 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 really gotten on a much better message. Now this new Republican approach met a Democratic Party. Uh, dominated by by far left elites, giving it an even harder time convincing black conservatives that there's a place for them on the left. And of course, there isn't a place 
for them on the left. I mean, these voters already have more in common economically and ideology with their counterparts on the right than they do with with white progressives. And if the Democrats are hell bent on alienating the very voters they need they, they need the most, the, the elections in November will be the least of their problems. <laughs> Let me tell you. Now, the Democratic Party has was was feeling really good in my opinion after the last election uh, and 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 because of that i really firmly believe that they overplayed their hand whereas before you know if you were if you were a leftist you kind of hid what you really wanted to do uh, whether you were running in, in, in for an election or whatever the case may be you you kind of wanted to hide what you wanted to do in language and and, and this type of thing um but but now they, they, they felt like, you know, they really feel in their oats. And, and so they really push for what they want to do. And you see a lot of Marxist type of things happening. They showed all Americans what they really wanted to do if they were put into power. And Americans are now rejecting what they've seen from them. And it doesn't matter what your race or your color or your background is. It, it's obvious that they no longer should be in a place of power. And, and, and I think what we're going to see is we're going to see people rejecting them. I think come up here in November, we're going to see a tsunami, a red tsunami. There is, it's going to be really, really bad for the Democrats. And you may agree with that. You may completely disagree with that, but I, I would love to talk to you about it. And of course you can always do that. Facebook. You can go to Instagram. You can go to MeWe. Or, of course, you can always go to UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.